Oh, yeah! How's it going? Hey. It's good, man. Um, Do you have a good Father's Day? I did. Fal wished me a happy dog dad day, which I I don't equate to being a real dad because it's way harder. But being the father of two Huskies does make me very proud. And I wonder... infuriated sometimes. <laughs> you know how there's like Harvard, Stanford engineers or scientists that do like super dumb studies but they come out with something dumb and uh i wonder if there's anyone who could like give us an exact equation percentage or fraction of like the level of difficulty of of having like a dog per instead of a kid like is having a dog half as hard is it one eighth as hard like it is probably one one hundredth as hard. <laughs> if I'm going to throw numbers at it, like, especially when they're babies, humans are extremely difficult and, like, cannot fend for themselves, period. A puppy God. dog, like a, a little yeah. puppy, for the first, like, mm, couple weeks maybe, they're like very dependent on their mom and then they will just roam around and eat whatever and then they will live and then they will grow and then they will eat more and then grow more and then be dogs and like that's a dog and as the (laughs) owner of a dog two dogs i could leave them anywhere and they would probably be fine that's it which hurts my soul but i just tend to them and feed them on a schedule so that they don't get super fat because yeah. if I left them to their own devices, Luna ate a loaf of bread yesterday, like an asshole. A loaf? It was a small, like, dessert pound cake loaf thing, and we were going to use it for something. And she, we had steaks, and we sat outside, and uh, she was up in our business wanting some steak. And so we're like, dude, go away. Like, normally we can have her sit down, and she'll, like, be patient and sit there. And she was not having it. She was, like, trying to get up on the table and stuff. So we're like, dude, you're going inside. And she made her way onto the counter and grabbed this little loaf of bread off the counter. And we came into the house with our empty plates, and she was devouring this loaf. Oh, no. But did she get sick? That stuff is really sweet. It is really sweet. And no, she did not get sick, to the best of my knowledge. She just had way more energy, and they went, like, just ripping up the backyard running around being dogs do you think that was like a coincidence or do you think she was pissed because you didn't give her steak um i think it was a little bit of lashing out but she's actually a super asshole um as soon as you turn around or leave the room she will try to get something that you know she that she knows she's not supposed to so like wow. no joke i have a little trash can in here for all my like post-it notes and paper and stuff that i throw away yeah like mostly paper in there if i go to the bathroom for like 10 seconds and she sees that i'm gone she'll run in here go to the trash can pull out a piece of paper and run out <laughs> and then i'll like look out and she's like sitting outside ripping up a piece of paper and i'm like dude like you waited till i left to go get it and same thing with us, like if we go outside, both of us, like to go check the mail or take out the trash or whatever, and we're both gone, we'll come back and she'll be on the counter. It's like she knows when her opportunities are, and she'll wait 
and then she'll be like, okay, go, and, like, just make it happen. I'm like, what so we were both outside, and we locked her in the house, and she's like, now is the time. <laughs> now the tables have turned. She's a monster. Imagine if, like, you got locked outside somehow. Like, you locked your keys inside. You're stuck outside, and you just watched her destroy the inside of your house. That's exactly what would happen. See, it's, enough it's, about me and my dogs, man. How are you? How's uh, things? How's your week been since we spoke last, even though we talk every day? Let's see. Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty eventful. Um, we had like a big Juneteenth celebration over here on Friday, and I was off for that. So we like didn't get crazy into the crowds and stuff. Um, we didn't want to like, I don't know. It's COVID's still there. COVID hasn't been cured yet, so we wanted to be careful. And it seemed like people were kind of trying to do the same thing, but some people just didn't give a shit. Uh, so we were kind of like mass mask on and like on the outskirts of everything. It it was like a big, uh, like fair party celebration thing that was surrounding the lake. So you could just like etch the lake, and it was surrounding almost all of it. Um. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. Was it like a parade and stuff? Like dancing and music and stuff? Yep. I I don't know if there was a parade. There were like three hubs in Oakland. And we went to that one because it's walking distance from our apartment. And then, uh, but there was a lot of music. There was a lot of food. There were a boatload of vendors selling some sick ass shit. Um, what else? There's a lot of art. Um my my favorite was the food. The food was fucking so good. That's awesome, man. We waited. We were really hungry. We got there at like 12. And this guy was like, my food is the best. And everyone here knows it. But if you guys want some, I have to do a catering thing for, for the main event. And then you, if you guys come back here in an hour and a half to two hours, I could give you, I can make you more food. And we're like, what the fuck? That sounds great, but... I'm not going to wait two hours when we're starving now. And then we kind of like messed around, checked out the event. And like, it was almost two hours after we had checked everything out. And we're like, oh my God, we can Go do back. this. And the food was so good. What was it? He gave, he made me ribs off of a smoker and mac and cheese. And it was fucking great. That sounds unbelievable, dude. Oh, it was so amazing. And it was fucking $10. That was the craziest. Oh, worth every penny. Yeah. So yeah. good. So cheap. It it was pretty bananas. I wish my dinner on Juneteenth was $10. Because Fal and I decided to celebrate in our homes. Um, we wanted to support a black-owned business. Sweet. Uh, so we found a French restaurant in Lafayette called this is some free pub free pub you guys <laughs> those of you in the bay area uh i don't know how to pronounce it but i think it's rev or revy uh or reve i don't know r-e-v-e uh in lafayette and it was a bit pricey but it was delicious really? oh my gosh and i and I, i'll say this i wasn't expecting it to be good uh because my experience with french food has not been very positive ever Mm. um even though it's like really world famous for being the best 
Um, like French food is always talked about as being like the top notch, the best. And every time I've had French food, it's just not been great, you know? And, and even when I was in Paris, I had some food that was just not hot. The fuck. And, uh, so I was like, you know, I wanted to indulge Fal and she really wanted to try this place. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Like all, all spring for whatever we want. We got a bunch of stuff, uh, give them a lot of support give them a fat tip, you know, like just help them out during this crazy time when restaurants are really struggling. And, uh, it was amazing. It was so good. So I was really happily surprised with that. It looked great. Yeah, man. And it was really small spot too. Like I want to go and eat there. Um, we, we ended up picking it up and taking it, you know, back home, but I'd like to go sit down there and have like a long dinner. That uh, meat and cheese board looks fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. We didn't have that. I forget. I had like some, I don't know how to say it, beef bourguignon or whatever oh that God. is. Like this? Did you have that? Uh, I think that's the duck. I think Fal got that. Damn. I'm really into this. Can we go one day? Yeah, I'm super down. It was really good, so I'm I'm definitely down to go back. Do you think our friends are classy enough to... Or sophisticated enough to want to try this? Like, hey guys, do you want to spend hella money on French food? So Dom uh, asked me, like, hey, let me know what you guys get so I can, you know, potentially help out as well. I, I bet, told him, yeah, I thought Dom would be down. I texted him and I was like, hey, this is where we went. It was fantastic. And he was like, oh, I've been there. It is awesome. So I know he'd be down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know he'd be down because he went before. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, man. So... Just, not, it's not much, but doing uh, a little bit of our part to to help out and celebrate and have a fun date night on Juneteenth. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. A lot of people still don't know what it is, so I think you're several steps ahead, man. We gotta spread that word. Agreed. Agreed. My dad didn't know what it was, but, I mean, not surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, it's odd that it's not a widespread uh holiday unfortunately and i think that really stems from traditional education we're getting really deep here uh oh, go. We're like traditional education on like abraham lincoln freed the slaves and like that's the end of it like oh abraham lincoln good job bro but and you you put this to me and it like made total sense but just because he freed the slaves like that was a 1800s so mm-hmm. information right now travels immediately if i post something online anybody in the world with internet access can see it immediately that was not the case in the 1800s and that news took forever to reach throughout america and so juneteenth celebrates like the last of the slaves being freed which so is so wild yeah Dude, I, so in my research, I, so I knew it took like two years for the last slaves to be freed after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, but I didn't know that it took so long because people were intentionally like evading the, the, I guess the law. So people went to Texas and they fled to Texas with all their slaves and they kind of tried to live their lives deep in Texas, like away from everybody. They're like, I'm going to keep all my slaves. And then finally this general and all his, his boys rolled up and they had to 
force their way into the houses of these people and show them the the piece of paper signed by Abraham Lincoln and shit. Jeez. Yeah. So people were really trying to hang on. Um, and they would hang on to that feeling of racism till this very day. It's super unfortunate. Ultimately, I mean, it's it's a it's a lot of racism and like a superiority complex but it's also really deep rooted in greed in in the fact that yeah. slaves are really really cheap labor and so it's like oh well i want to continue my operation on the cheap so i can make as much money as possible and this is the best way to do that if i have to pay all these people as equals well i'm going to be out of business and so it's like right. really messed up that the motivation for that is is financial gain like i'm gonna treat this human like an animal so that i can make money and it, it's it's crazy i wonder like i want to dive into the economics of it because like these people would have let's say like 20 slaves at a time right they'd have a boatload some of these rich folk and but like they would have to take care of them. I mean, I know that they're just meeting the bare minimum, but you have to pay to keep someone alive. And if you're smart, you want to feed them well so that they could do better work and shit. So how much does it cost to house them and stuff? Like, even if they're sleeping in like a barn, you have to feed them. And I mean, yeah. maybe near nothing, but so, it still costs money. Can I blow your mind with a crazy historical fact that tried to answer that very question? Oh my God, please. So I don't remember what year it was, but way back, um, there were a lot of explorations to different countries um, to find sources of cheap food to feed slaves so that they could keep that cost that you're talking about down. Wow, interesting. So you didn't go on cruise with us. But one of those journeys that we learned about was the Bounty. Um, the Bounty was the name of a ship. And it's famous because there was a mutiny on the Bounty. Um, because oh, the boy. captain was a was a monster. Uh, but the journey, and I won't get into the mutiny situation, but the journey, the ship was looking for breadfruit. Which is a fruit that it, it basically sustains you like bread and it's very cheap and it grows in abundance and so they were going to get a bunch of this breadfruit and bring it back to feed slaves very very inexpensively and like that was the mission is like holy shit find this fuel for our work work people isn't that wow. ridiculous that's wild what uh is that is that a real thing or was that food that is a real thing Bread so, interestingly real. enough, one of the mutineers, uh, I forget his first name, but um, in every single version of the movie I watched, because uh, we had to watch all of them, um, <laughs> the guy's last name was Christian, so they had to, they called him Mr. Christian, and they ended up going to like Samoa to like escape and live free or whatever, and to this day. It's a very common last name in Samoa is Christian. Holy hell, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, the history. It's really weird. But yeah, it's a real thing that happened. That is pretty cool. Goddamn. History, man. Makes me think of the Pirates of the Caribbean a little it bit. It does. It was very piratey. Wow. Fuck.
Imagine just like giving up all your responsibilities. You're like, I'm going to live on uh, Samoa for the rest of my life. Sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it's not a bad way to go. You'd get a little bored, but it's pretty cool there. It's very beautiful. Um, God. Yeah, you can hang out on the beach forever. Although I did mess myself up pretty bad in the coral, but. Ooh. It's, it's worth it. <laughs> I, I think you were smart when to go when you went because it's. I see the flights, different prices of flights pop up all the time. Literally, I have an extension uh, installed into my browser, and anytime I click a new tab, I see uh, a cheap flight for somewhere in the area. And the cheapest I ever see for Samoa is twelve hundred. Ooh! So it's really, it's pretty expensive. So I feel like it was, it was a good move for you guys to go when you could, you know? Yeah, we were only there for a couple days, but one of the best trips of my entire life. Not a big place, though. I bet you got a lot done. Yes, we did. Even got a tattoo. Boom! Woo! Uh, should we should we begin? We should probably get started. For anybody that's still with us, thank you for uh, sticking around. Uh, my name is Alex. I am Sterling. And this is the Alex and Sterling Watched Up podcast. And this is the show where we watch, drink, and review... We watch different movies and TV shows. We drink a whole lot, and then we review those things for you. Yes. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, God. Cheers. Boom. Yeah, still quarantining, doing the quarantine Skype calls, unfortunately. Yeah. I, uh, like, maybe two, three weeks ago, I was like, oh, light at the end of the tunnel and now no everyone's non-stop talking about this resurgence of the virus and how yeah it's or it's spiking or it's made the news again one of the two i haven't decided uh so back to almost square one yeah thankfully you and i are in a position to be able to work from home effectively so it's not like the end of the world and even when i do visit sites um i can do so safely with a ton of hand sanitizer and a mask so i'm not like really putting myself in danger i'm not uh in close proximity with anybody really um you know far enough away to hear them talk but not close enough to catch anything um and then i just walk around alone a lot (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, man. I know. I feel like most most people we know have not been crushed by it, and I feel very happy about that. Like, my brother's back to work, um, and I think he was the only person I knew who was, like, completely out of a job. Everybody else I know, like, they might have, like, modified salaries or whatever, but they still are working. Yeah. And that's uh, your middle brother? Yeah, yeah. I'm always He's... hesitant to say his name, but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, feel like it'd be tough to triangulate. You'd have to listen to the, our whole podcast if you want to find out where I am. Hear that, serial killers? Free ticket, <laughs> free ticket to kill me. You just have to listen to all our episodes. Yeah, and post a review, and then you're free to kill him. <laughs> then fucking take me out. <laughs> uh, so, dude, what's our theme this week? 
we finally we've been talking about this for fucking ever we finally did foreign films um i was used to that man because we always talk about how americans are really bad at like wanting to watch things that aren't american and how there's just uh, an incalculable amount of good shit to watch outside of the u.s as well um it might be different might have a different style feel it might be worse or better like there's so many different options it's crazy and like if you could just get over reading subtitles or getting used to the the dub over then you'll be in good shape yeah that's it man like i don't even think subtitles are that bad and i wanted to make sure my movie was in its original language Mm. Um, like it it started in English, and I was like, I paused it, and I was like, wait, 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 how do I get back to its original thing? Like, how do, how do I make this work? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, like, hear it originally. Yeah. Uh, you're up first this time, I believe. Oh, okay. So I can just go straight into it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so before I begin, uh, I want to start off by saying I found a bunch of very very interesting sounding movies on netflix if you go to netflix Mm -hmm. and you go to the search thing if it's not an option already below the search bar type in international movies and you will have a fat list of a bunch of stuff and i wrote down a list of probably like 10 movies like i was scrolling through and i was like that looks cool what's this about and i read the synopsis i was like "Ooh, that sounds rad and i wrote it down and then went to the next one. Ooh, that sounds sick. Wrote it down. I wrote down a big list. And then I actually had Fallon help me. I was like, which of these sounds <laughs> best? Like, what do you think is going to be good? And we went through the whole list. And I read her the synopses. And we picked the one that I watched. Um, did Fallon watch it with you? No, she did not. She's oh, one of those Americans that you were talking about that does not want to read subtitles and does not want to hear foreign languages. Katie's um, the same way. Yeah, so it's a little unfortunate, but this is definitely a movie geared towards me anyways. So So even if it were in English, she wouldn't have been down. She might not have enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, But I I plan on watching all the movies on the list I made, just because they sound dope. Yeah, and they're from a bunch of different countries, too. It was like, you know, some from France, some from Spain, some from Indonesia, Korea, like everywhere. I, was like, I really want to hear this list. Do you have? Do you remember uh, what they were or what they were about? Yeah, I wrote them all down. <laughs> yes. And it's fitting because my movie is last on the list, so I'll read you all of them. Oh, perfect. God, you genius. Um, that wasn't on purpose, too. It was just way down on the scrolling, and I found it. And I made after I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen movies. Wow. And I found the 13th, and I was like, okay, I'll have to pick from these. Like, Lucky this. number 13. So the first one was a movie called Shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, this is it all Netflix, you said? All Netflix. All on Netflix. Wow. Okay. Um, Shadow was, um, if I'm remembering correctly, it sounds like kind of a con movie, but it's like an ancient China, it sounds like. Um, this dude... Uh, is trying to overthrow another king and he uses his wife and a lookalike and i'm like that sounds kind of interesting i'm into that <laughs> yeah um there's a movie called master z which uh 
it says I think it's the Legend of Ip Man. So I think it's wow. like a continuation of the Ip Man series. Yeah. So I was like, I'm into that immediately. Um, the Crew. Uh, I believe it was a Spanish movie, if I'm not mistaken, um, about a group of men that are good at like armed robbery and they get forced by the mob to stealing stuff for them. Wow. Um, that sounds sick. Yeah. This one sounded really interesting to me, and I want to watch this out of pure curiosity. It's yeah. The Platform. Uh, I forget what language it's in, but uh, I guess in the future, there's a vertical prison, and oh. there's a platform in the center that has food on it. And it goes from top to bottom. So all the all the prisoners on the top eat first, and the people pr- uh, in prison on the bottom, you know, don't get any food. So it's like I'm yeah. assuming it's about some kind of prison break slash revolt. Um, and I'm like, We're that sounds this weekend. That sounds awesome. Right? Sounds super cool. That sounds fucking dope. I read that to Fal, and she's like, uh, no. And I was like, really? That sounds amazing. <laughs> Sounds fucking sweet, right? <laughs> um, Train to Busan. That was the only one on this list that I'd heard of. What? You haven't seen that? No, it's a zombie oh. movie. Balls, it's good. It is yeah. so good. That's the coming out with another one. A sequel. We should. We, we can do a bunch of these because there's so many of these I want to watch. Uh, but Train to Busan is a zombie movie, so I was like, that sounds sick. Oh, it's so um, good. This one was also kind of a weird uh, plot that I was like, this could be really lame or really interesting. It's called mm-hmm. The Wolf's Call. Um, a submarine tech who can like discern any sound makes a vital mistake and puts the entire crew in danger. Oh, fuck me. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Uh, like I said, could be lame, could be really dope. So like, I don't know what what's going on there. Um, to me, Wira, W-I-R-A, um, I believe was an Indonesian movie, and if I'm remembering correctly, because I didn't write down the synopses, I'm remembering by by looking at the names. You're pretty good at that. I think it was about, uh a former soldier who gets like pushed into MMA fighting to save his family. Oh, I'm like, that sounds brutal and amazing. And like, it would have some great fights in it. Yeah. Yes, please. This one is hard to say. This is a Spanish movie, but I believe it's pronounced Aramentari. Spell it out for me. E R R E. M E N T R I. Dude, this one sounds again like it could be super lame or amazing, but yeah, it's dude. a blacksmith is torturing a demon, and uh, somehow a little girl accidentally releases it. I'm like, what? That sounds fantastic. These ideas, God. <laughs> right? All these random ideas. And I'm like, dude, I love this. What's cool is, like, they. I think they all sound so fucking hot to us because they're just, they're in another country. Like, they're not things that would normally go down here. 
Yeah, they're not stuff that would sell here, really. I could imagine the platform or the crew being American movies. Um, mm. But all these other ones are like, what? Fuck, that's uh, cool. So I almost watched Edermentari. I was like, that sounds really dope. Yeah. Um, another one is The Killer, which sounds kind of like a Western, but it's uh, I'm pretty sure it's in Portuguese. And this guy wanders like the wilderness in search of the guy who killed his father and in the process becomes somewhat of a feared assassin himself i'm like "Mm, that sounds good please yes um invisible guardian was another one and this one sounded a little bit more of like a drama this was maybe last on my list but it looked pretty good um an fbi trained agent goes back to her hometown and it's like in what appears to be like the rainforest and is f- trying to hunt down a killer that is targeting teenagers and oh. ends up having to face her own demons. I was like, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like it could be good. Uh, yeah, for fucking sure. All right, two more and then we're on to my movie. A movie called Earth and Blood which is about a father and daughter on a rural farmland, and they get caught up in a really sticky situation when a drug cartel stashes a bunch of cocaine on their property. Oh, boy. I was like, that sounds like it could be a police drama or full of drug cartel gunfights. Yeah. So just cool stuff. Um, And then this movie... I believe is the one that I was looking for originally when I said I wanted to watch a foreign film and there was one in particular that I saw that looked cool. I'm pretty sure this one was it. So you remembered like what it was about, but not the name and you're trying to find it. No, I remember the picture. Oh, I remember the picture that came up and, and the word wolf was in the title. Yeah. Could not find it again. And I finally found it. It's called Ilang the wolf brigade. Holy. And it is, to the best of my knowledge, and I'm sure there's more going on there, but in the future, uh, there, I think it's Korean, um, in the battle between North and South, uh, there is like some secret battles going on, and then it alludes to like a third party that's lingering in the background. And uh, I don't remember how this synopsis went exactly, but I was like, ooh, that sounds pretty hot. <laughs> um, and finally, my movie. The, the one I decided to go with, the one I think I knew all along I was going to go with, and you're going to laugh at me. Here we go. It's called Revenger. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're the Revengers. <laughs> We're the Revengers. I swear um, Tony Stark said that on Endgame when he was pissed off. Are we the Avengers now? I swear you said it. Yeah, he did. Are we the Avengers? Are we the Revengers? That's... I have to know what this is about. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you why this movie is completely worth a watch. It is so good. This movie is about a detective whose family, uh, wife and daughter, were killed by an evil mobster. 
and we don't know what year it is it's not super futuristic or anything like that but it just uh it's from korea or when uh uh, where where yeah where it's korean movie nice um it came out in 2019 um but in in the world of this movie there is an island uh in the indian ocean indian ocean that doesn't sound right maybe it is there's an island somewhere uh that has been converted into a prison for death row inmates Mm. so 11 countries 11 or 12 countries contribute their prisoners to this island um so it's just an island no guards no nothing just overrun by evil prisoners you just drop them off and that's it they just drop them off boom prisoners are there now um and this detective whose family was killed infiltrates this island to take revenge on the mobster that killed his wife and daughter (sighs) dude it's outstanding uh it was not only shot really well the storyline is just good enough to like be like okay i'm in and the fight scenes are ridiculous (laughs) i can't even like they were high quality fight scenes and there's a lot of good hand-to-hand stuff as well as like weapon usage like swords and knives and stuff um but the like the camera work in the fight scenes is what i think helps it be so badass um the first time we are introduced to the main character he like washes up on the beach and he's in a straight jacket and this group of like evil prisoners is chasing a woman and her daughter um and it's like you imagine that they're gonna do bad things to them but nothing like that ever really happens Mm, kind of and the mom is trying to fight off these guys and telling her daughter to run and the daughter runs and she runs like basically into straight jacket man no and he's got like the hannibal lecter like face mask on and he looks Looks like he's a monster and these bad guys are like hey he's new here get him and they like try to run up and and attack him and with his hands literally tied to his his sides just using his legs he kicks these guys asses in like a really excellent fight scene on the beach yes oh it's it's so good and then he's really quiet the whole time which is like it plays to that like brooding strong character yeah for sure but this movie wasn't all serious and i wasn't expecting that. that at all so what we find out is that this island is uh basically split into two camps there is the mobster that this guy's looking for is like the worst of the worst kind of person and so he just kills for fun and to show power and strength or whatever so like he's got a huge following that's like running the island and then there's a group of like rebels yeah that have found a little hideaway in the island and they're like okay if we stay here if we're really careful when we go out on supply runs we can stay safe the bad guys don't know about this place it's very well hidden like we're cool so after this dude 
uh, his the actor's name is Bruce Kahn. Um, and this is only like the fourth movie he's been in. And mm-hmm. it's like the first one that he's starred in. And he is an, he's a rock star. Like, I will watch anything this guy's in. Because it was fantastic. Awesome. Um, after he saves the mom and daughter, uh, she takes him back to their camp. And the, <laughs> the comic relief comes from the guy that, like, claims to be like the ruler of these like rebels. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like at first they try to be all serious, like, you know, you're bringing this guy in here. Like I run this place and he's got a hook for a hand and he like looks kind of menacing, but then you just see he's like an idiot. He's like a doof. And <laughs> he just says things that are so funny and ridiculous. And you can see that like, he doesn't actually know what he's doing. And what's funny is that, some of what they say is in English. And I think it's like either there's maybe no good translation for whatever they're trying to say in Korean. Yeah. Like, or potentially they're not sure where other people are from because other countries dump their prisoners here. So like they'll ask like a mix of people. Yeah. A mix of languages, a mix of people. So they're like, are you American? Like, are you, do you speak Korean? Like what? And so they ask a couple questions in English and then a couple of the cuss words they say in English. And it's just <laughs> like, but it's, it, he, he's a huge source of comedy and he's like kind of a coward, even though he tries to be like, you know, I'm the leader, I'm big and strong. And then he's like faced with a scary situation and he like ducks down and he starts whispering. <laughs> <laughs> so fu- I was laughing out loud a bunch of the movie because it was just like, yes. so unexpected. And then the other source of comedy, dude, it's so, it's so weird and random. But then in the end, it kind of, um, it kind of hits home a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, It kind of circles back. In this group of rebels, there is like the grandpa medicine man character. Anybody that comes back injured, and the the bad guys use like poison arrows. So anybody that comes back poisoned, he'll like heal them and stuff. And every time they come back to this guy, like after no one has talked to him for a little while, he like thinks he's an old woman, and so he's like what? putting on <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> and the only way to break him out of this trance is that there, for whatever reason, if this one particular dude kisses him on the lips, he breaks out of his trance. And so he's what? like, oh, 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 come here. Oh, you're so cute. Kiss me again. And then he kisses him and then he slaps him. He's like, I'm out of my trance. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one scene. It was like such an anime moment. They're all speaking Korean. And then he slaps him. And he like after he's kissing him and the guy that has to kiss him, he's like, oh, why always me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. It is so funny. But there's this grandpa guy at random, like there'll be people in the room and he'll be talking. And then out of nowhere, he'll be like, ah, get away from me, hag. Or, ooh, stop tickling me. And like, he's like having dementia or or a ghost is messing with him or something. Yeah. Happens quite a bit throughout the movie where he references the old hag. Oh, weird. And then near the end of the movie, our main character is wounded and a bunch of other people are getting killed and he says 
fine, you old hag, take them all. What the and hell? I think it's like every time someone is near death, the old hag visits this guy. Oh my god, it's that's really, terrifying. I want to rewatch it and like compare when when he references the old hag versus what's happening in the movie, but right at, like close to the end that happens and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is like the grim reaper tickling this guy? Like what is going on?" That is fucking scary and interesting. Yeah, man. So the whole basis of the movie is this guy is basically like, "I don't give a shit about anything." I'm going to find the guy that killed my wife and daughter and I'm going to kill him. And he's got some great fights along the way. So are they uh, for sure dead? They are for sure dead. hundred percent. Oh, dang. Um, so that's pretty rough, but he, this guy plays a, a really good, like dark hero in that in his quest for vengeance, like he comes across people who are very hurt and in need of help and he just keeps walking and he's like i don't really give a shit like i'm gonna go get this other guy you're you just so happen to be screwed because i'm not gonna help you but he does help this little girl but the fight scenes are something i really want to talk about because the martial arts are on point i don't know what they are i don't know what they're fighting but damn and the way they're shot is in a very similar style to the raid so it's really like it'll get in there, um, it'll follow him through like through hallways and stuff while he's fighting multiple guys. And then what I really liked that I don't think I've ever seen before, and if I have, it wasn't this well done, was there's a couple parts where like he'll be fighting a guy, and then the camera will become his enemy's point of view. So you're like wow the camera's watching our main character wow. so the main character will punch the camera and it'll fly backwards and then you'll see the dude fly back and it's like that is sweet yeah it's really cool so there's a couple scenes like that where we become the guy's enemy and like he's fighting us and he just knocks him back way back really cool camera you don't work. see that very much that's a very cool no and i think when you do it's like done really poorly or it's kind of cheesy yeah uh, but this like it wasn't done too much it was just uh, every so often it happened and it's like oh man it was really good um i don't want to spoil the end so i won't go go there but i gotta say i i highly recommend this movie um i didn't know quite what to expect although revenge movies and kung fu movies are kind of my thing so a prison island with kung fu and revenge i was like i'm in all the way for this movie but after actually watching it uh it was it was very good like i think our whole group would really like it wait let's tell the audience to go watch it if you're interested in this at all because i really want you to spoil it for me yes okay. go watch it. so i can spoil it a little bit it's not not a huge spoiler and i guess one of the other things i really liked about this movie is the the way they tell the story and fill in the gaps so one thing they didn't tell us is exactly how this detective uh came to be on the island we can only imagine that he oh, did something yeah. really bad that got him arrested but we don't know if that's the case or if he got there on purpose like if they had him you know they dropped him off to get revenge or whatever like we don't know but what we find out throughout the movie in little clips and dreams and stuff is that this mobster like 
literally just shot his family in front of him for fun. And then oh. this detective somehow got the jump on this guy and burned him alive. Oh, and somehow odd. he survives and gets sent to the prison island. So what what's kind of funny and kind of extreme about the bad guy is that it's not just like a clean cut, you know, bad looking bad He's guy. Up. He's all no, his face is all bandaged, so we really don't see his face except for flashbacks. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty cool in that way. And um Did he kill his family because what happened first? Did he kill his family and then he tried to burn him alive and it didn't work? Yeah. Got it. Got he, it. He went to burn him alive because he killed his family. And I guess he thought he was dead, but he wasn't. And so he's like, I'm going to go to this island to finish it off. But the movie starts off with him washing up on shore. So like, we don't really know how he gets there. That's cool because you're right into it. Yeah, it was sick. Um... And then the ending, so he takes sweet revenge on this guy, has a really good last fight. Um, Which is always, like, like, difficult. I mean, at least in American movies, always super difficult for a hero. Oh, yeah. And it's usually it's really infuriating because this guy will kick everybody's ass with no effort and yes exactly the last guy and be like struggling and you're like dude you were way more badass five seconds ago can you exactly those moves on this guy and get this done right but this like it was a really good ending fight it didn't seem like he was going easy for the sake of making the fight longer like it was really good really well done um ends up for sure killing him like (laughs) there's no he bashes the dude's face in with his face um so it's he's dead what yeah he just like headbutts him until his face caves in it's really brutal got him (laughs) (laughs) next movie there's like even more bandages on him (laughs) (laughs) like bandages on his whole body and there's another island he's just stiff um (laughs) then they it it goes basically to the little girl's point of view and she says you know after that point we never saw him again you know we don't know what happened to him we don't know if he got off the island and then it pans to him on a cliff overlooking the ocean and he's just kind of like at peace and he looks out in the ocean and there are two ships passing in the distance and he smiles and you get the idea like he's for sure going to jump off the cliff and go swim to a ship and escape the island like that's got to be the answer. Wow. And then the movie ends. Wait, what the hell is the little girl on the island for? So her mother was arrested at, by the detective in question. Um, our lead character is the one that put her on the island while she was pregnant. So oh. there's a little bit of drama there uh, as to, like, should we trust this guy or not? Um, so she had been on the island for a long time. The Yeah, I would say the little girl's probably, like... Seven, maybe i don't know little little kids are all the same age to me you're like you're either two or you're 12 like i don't understand (laughs) between the ages um but it's a little girl so she's been on the island for a while damn imagine getting off that island for the first time and seeing like a city and shit crazy yeah dude 
It was really good. There was only one part that actually kind of hurt my soul a little bit. Because cringy? Um, I have a really special place in my heart for, like, people with special needs. Yeah. And I believe one of the characters was supposed to be a person with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets murdered real bad. And it's no. like, ooh. And like, oof. Like it hurts. I wish he would have left that guy alone. Like he was technically like a warrior, like a fighter for this rebel crew. Um, but he just like didn't seem all there. Um, yeah. Not that the actor was an individual with special needs, but I think he was just playing a crazy guy that's been on an island for a long time. Right. The way the character was played made it feel like it was a guy with special needs, and then he just gets murked. And I was like, ooh, ooh, oh, that no. hurts me. That hurts me a little bit. I hate that feeling. Yeah. But uh, overall, dude, I, I got to say I give this thing a nine. Like, it was so good. I really wow. liked it. Wow. I was expecting it to be really cheesy and maybe not good quality, but I have really nothing but good things to say about it. You mentioned in our text that I would have no idea what this movie was, and you're right. I've never heard of this, and it sounds fucking sweet. I had to scroll down on the international movies list for a while to this find is on it. Netflix, right? It's on Netflix. All the movies I just read to you are on Netflix. Maybe this, or hopefully this will feed into like a loop. Like, because you've watched this movie, it'll start recommending shit, and your algorithm in Netflix will change. And you'll I hope so. like, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? I'm I'm fucking adding it to my list right now because it Do looks it, thick. Man. Oh, you didn't tell me the main guy was humongous. <laughs> He's super ripped. Well, Dude, everybody, huge. everybody in this damn movie is ripped as hell. God, I guess like they don't have modern technology on this island, but they have like pull-up bars and a gym. Yeah, and they don't have, uh, you know, McDonald's or the things that make us fat. Oh, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Fuck, that's cool. Can't wait to watch that, dude. That looks awesome. Yes. I I can't recommend it enough. And I think for our friend group especially, um, it it just fits what we like. Like, every every point of what we like. Like, ridiculous plot, revenge extreme martial arts good cinematography just everything oh that's sweet i think you found a, a winner i i gotta be the one to watch that next maybe I, I can watch it by the end of the week sounds fucking fire bro yeah man why so, don't why yeah. don't for one of our casts one of these days we do like a flip-flop like you watch a movie that i watched on the cast and vice versa Oh, have we ever yeah, thought we of can that? Do that. that we have not thought of that. You know, I and think, like, well, early on in our casting days, I think we did um, like follow ups. Yeah. Where it was like when we were only watching one episode of a show, like, hey, watch the first episode of Dark. And then, I, you know, I'd come back and say, hey, I finished the season. Here's my thoughts after. I oh, oh, yeah. Ooh, Dark season three is up on Friday. Dude, I I haven't watched any of that yet, and I need to. I haven't watched season two. Oh God, I know I'm so behind. It's embarrassing. There is like a very seriously huge 
spoiler in that show, and I will never forget this. I was in Denver for work, and my boss uh, found out that I watched Dark, and he's like, wasn't it crazy when this happened? And I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, what the fuck? I haven't watched it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, it's okay. You'll still like it. So I made an effort to binge watch all of it, like the time I was in Denver, because I like it. I don't know. I wanted to figure out what that was, and like I didn't want the spoiler to ruin me. Oh man. Uh, I'm glad like, I don't care about spoilers, because stuff like that would really piss me off. <laughs> there's like, there's how do I put this? There's spoilers that that don't matter, and spoilers that do matter. I think. Uh, spoilers for the movie I'm about to talk about, I think really matter. Uh, because when I when I watched it and Katie and I, I, I somehow fucking got Katie to watch it. Um, it's It's been actually a driving force. Like, I'll say, hey, babe, I'm watching this thing for our podcast. And she has been on board. And it's been awesome. I guarantee, wait, the podcast has been the driving force? Like, hey, I have to watch this for the podcast. And she's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. And she normally wouldn't watch a foreign movie, just like Val, wouldn't be down for a foreign movie. But she was down to watch this one. So that's hilarious because Fal has also all of a sudden got an interest in like, well, if you have to watch it for the cast, I'll watch it with you. Like, because if it's for the podcast, she'll like, I'll watch it with you. I didn't make her watch this one because I figured she wouldn't like it. I could tell it was kind of a half-hearted offer. Like, she didn't <laughs> want to, but she would. Yeah, and I'll watch it with you. We'd gotten into a show... Well, she had gotten into a show. I don't ever want to watch the show. Uh, <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's called Lennox Hill. Oh. Um, it's a documentary the... series about a hospital, and they follow four doctors around. Oh, I just saw the trailer for that. Yeah. It's a little bit boring, um, if I'm being honest. But there was one scene that like almost made me cry, and I like don't I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that. I, I don't like feeling things, and that. You made me care more. <laughs> Fuck you. It, uh, this dude was trying to help his wife, like, speak again after a stroke. And he's, like, the woman that he loves. And he's telling her, like, hey, what's this? And he's holding a uh, Nestle milkshake. And he's like, what's this? And she's, like, having trouble speaking. He's like, it's chocolate milk. I'm like, I can't watch a guy try to teach his wife how to speak. It's like, it hurts my heart so bad. Not watching that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's a lot. That's it's not that I don't care. Lot. It's that I don't like to cry, and I almost, almost cried. My my eyes got watery, and I was like, mm, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> I would. I imagine that you would rather physically pull out your eyes before you started to cry than actually cry. Just yeah, man. Out. I don't. I don't like that. And I don't like being <laughs> sad. A lot of people like to be sad and they like to go watch sad movies and they're like, it's good to cry. It's like, mm, no, <laughs> it's actually maybe, maybe for you, maybe you're in a position where it's good to cry. Yeah. Everybody's not like to cry. Right. Everyone's different. Um, and I, I think like the new, in the new wave, people are like, yes, you have to express your emotions. Don't be afraid to cry. But what people are forgetting is that everyone's different. Exactly. Everyone is different. And I have no trouble dealing with my own emotions internally. <laughs> but if an exterior force 
that I don't have to watch makes me cry. I'm gonna be like, Mm-mm, I don't wanna, I don't wanna feel that way. But she wanted to watch it, so I was like, you know, go to the bedroom. You can watch it all you want without me. Please watch it without me. I, I just like, I fundamentally don't agree. Like, I like certain sad movies where you can maybe feel good after. Like, it's making you sad, so the end feels good. Like, even better. Or maybe you learn something, like a documentary or whatever. But, yeah. like, what the... Like, God forbid, if I may find myself in a situation like that one day, and I only want to experience that once, right? I don't want to watch someone else yes. with it. You know what I mean? That's and I kept cr- thinking, like, what if I had to teach Val how to speak? Exactly. I would... Oh, I hate it. Ugh. Yeah, like you don't it. need to spend your time watching some other dude like, do that. He had his good times. Let you have you good your good times. Yeah, man. It was uh it was a heavy moment. It was only like a like a minute on screen, but that minute was like, Oh, I can't handle this. Not for me. Christ. No way. Um so Katie ha- is very adverse to these kind of movies and uh to foreign films and we've been talking about parasite for a really long time because it was one of those you know every time you fucking watch the academy awards or the oscars there's this movie no one knows about and it wins hell of awards and you're like what the fuck is this well like for the first time a korean movie an international movie swept and we're like what is this shit i didn't even realize we both watched korean movies that's hilarious yeah when you said like (laughs) that's funny Apparently, Korean movies are hella good, man. Hey, if our two movies are to bear witness, you know, that's... And uh, Train to Busan is Korean, and it was fucking amazing. Yeah. Please watch that. Uh, I want to. It's on the list. Right? And then we watch number two together, which comes out in like a month. Oh, what? Okay. I'll yeah. put that on the top. Uh, so, I think like us... Like, I was telling her that it was it was podcast time, and I was going to watch this thing... Or a foreign movie, and I really wanted to watch Parasite. And she's like, "No, don't." And I was like, "But you never want to watch it with me. Like, I'm never gonna watch it. I'm in purgatory. You will never watch it, but you won't let me watch it. So what are we gonna do here?" And then I browsed through Netflix for a little bit, and I, and I was like, "I don't know. I've, I'm so fixated on Parasite." And then I went to Hulu, and I was kind of hovering on it. Katie walks in. She's like, "Yeah, let's watch it." So we watched it, and I really didn't. I, it was one of the very few movies where I just seriously don't understand what it's about at all. Like, I just knew it was good, and I knew it wasn't American. And I watched it, and it was so amazing. It was, it was like, fucking mind-blowing. The, uh, it, it takes so many twists and turns. Like, the movie you start with is very, very different than the movie you end with. Um... And, like, it takes you on this fucking wild ride, and, like, it's funny, it's sad, it's romantic, and then it's fucking terrifying, and then it's, like, enlightening, and it covers a lot of ground, and then it's very symbolic, and there's a lot of, like, symbolism I didn't understand about class and class issues that I looked up afterwards, and they showed, or they, the director has a bunch of obvious metaphors that display class and all this shit. But basically what it what it's about, what kicks off this movie, I can't say what it's about because it changes what it's about throughout the movie. It starts out with this family, and I'm 
I'm so sorry to these actors, but I'm I don't want to be disrespectful and like mispronounce their names hella hard. So I'm just gonna refer to them as their characters. Um, there's a family of four: mom, dad, brother, sister, and they live in a in a poor area somewhere in South Korea, and it is they live in a like a basically like a basement, like it's a floor down, and their window is is floor floor level. And it's where all, like, the drunk people go to take a piss. And so, like, every night <laughs> they're going and they're, like, yelling at people. And they're, like, fucking this isn't a place to piss. We live here. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and none of them have jobs. And, like, something happened. And they don't really go into this, but their parents don't have jobs. And they're very uh, – they're extremely crafty. Like, they're, they're, like, scheming and they're picking up odd jobs all over the place. And when they pick up an odd job – they find a way to maximize on the job. So, like, they found out that there's a place, like, effectively, like, Straw Hat or Domino's where you can fold pizza boxes and, like, turn in a shitload of the pizza boxes pre-folded for pizzas to get a uh, a profit. And uh, they didn't fold a big portion of the boxes, right? So one member, we don't really know who, I kind of think it was the dad, uh, someone folded the boxes incorrectly and so the the pizza person was like a fourth of your boxes are fucked up so i should like it's going to take me such a long time to sort through these and find the good ones so i'm going to dock like half your wage and they're and they're pissed and they're not making anything and the whole the show the movie opens up with them not having wi-fi so they can't apply to jobs so like it's a big deal that they keep on their wi-fi and like they need to keep on their wi-fi and they need to keep fucking eating obviously um, so they like, they work this lady from different angles and it's, you don't realize it until like one of the family members steps in, but you think the mom, you think the mom and dad are acting erratically. Like you, you're like, oh my God, this is why they can't fucking get a job. But then the son comes up at the opportune moment and kind of says like, Hey, I can relate. Like I did your job. I understand your pain. And then the sister comes in as, like, someone who can relate to her because, you know, female to female. And then you realize that it was, like, a good cop, bad cop routine. And the family was working her the whole time. Um, oh. And they end up with the whole fee. They get paid for, like, a quarter of the work, and they were intentionally not working as hard as they could have been. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a heist, and it was amazing. Um, That's awesome. And then... This uh, the son, his friend, like his longtime friend, he comes back from like a semester at college, and the family's like, oh my god, a college kid, holy shit, and he, he, and he comes in and he's like, hey man, I'm gonna go study abroad, I'm gonna go to America, and uh, I want you, I understand that your family is kind of broke right now, and I want you to go be the tutor for this girl, for this rich family, for this girl, I want you to be her English tutor, like. You know English, and you can teach English better than all my friends who are all in Oxford, Harvard, and shit. Um, and he's like, "I, but I'm not in Harvard. And he's like, just fake it, bro. Who gives a shit? Like, just fake it. And your sister's really good at art. Like, tell her to fake a, like a resume. Tell her to fake a, an Oxford thing, a document, whatever. So they go into, like, one of your famous, like, Asia internet cafes where it looks like a casino, but really it's, like, a bunch of computers. And she and she forges a resume, and she, he go 
you go into this house that is fucking next level. It's like Tony Stark. Everything is like electric open. Um, you're you're seeing like this massive countryside and it's beautiful. Everything's automated. And uh, you, the guy gets in and she's like, I don't give a shit about uh, qualifications. I just want to see if you're good with my daughter. And he was told by the friend before that the, the daughter is 18. So she's like of legal age to to be flirted with. But mm-hmm. she, but she's young, so she's very naive. So as they're doing a thing, he re- he realizes she's cheating, and he knows she's cheating, and he grabs her wrist, and he's like, "I can feel that your heart's beating more quickly, and I know you're lying, and you'll never do well if you carry on like this." And he like b- fucking blew her away, and blew away the mom, and she hired him on the spot, and she was like, "I decided to." pay you as much as as your friend but then i realized that's not fair like inflation happens every year so i'm going to pay you more so he's making some ungodly amount and he's like i think she's behind and i should probably come in like three four times a week (laughs) absolutely and then so begins this process where he and the rest of the family begin to dismantle the rest of the staff in the house and replace them with a member of the family. So hence the the parasite. Yeah, it's fucking wild. So there's a uh so there's this the it starts with the the kid. There's there's a younger brother who lives in the house and he's fucking basically he has ADHD and he's wild, whatever. And the guys the bro, the son is like, "Oh my god, my 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 friend's cousin it goes to fucking Stanford and she's like an art therapist. She can help your son. And so they build this profile for his sister and his sister comes in and like blows her away, of course, because she doesn't know that they're related. And then she gets in the family, the family's driver's car. And then she takes off her underwear and leaves it in the car to frame the guy. Oh, and then he gets framed and then they replace him with their dad. And then their dad goes through this elaborate scheme to frame – to f- screw over the, the maid in the house, and then the mom replaces the maid in the house. Um, and then it like t- – like you're not even halfway in the movie, and you're like, what the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> and then it, it gets way crazy, bro. Like What? Insane. You don't even – I never in my life could have predicted that shit like – what would have happened happened um do you do you want me to break into it i'm in like i you know i don't care about spoilers okay so your reservation on spoilers is really only limited to anybody listening which is maybe 3500 people so ah okay so we have a disclaimer (laughs) yeah go watch this movie real fast and come back audience um Damn, this the Katie like got up out of her seat when this next thing happened. It was fucking really crazy. I so, love I love that she got into it. She was hesitant about yeah. watching a Yeah. It's not in English and she immediately got invested and I guarantee because she's an educated person and can 
read the subtitles and it like connects in your brain like thinking back on my movie i didn't even realize i was reading subtitles after a little while i was just like ingesting the film and so i guarantee she was like the same way i and my argument is that it's even easier to watch non-action movies because it's slower and you can read the shit and like look at the screen whereas action scenes like you have to read look up read look up it's a little bit more difficult so but katie reads a thousand times faster than me and i knew she was like starting to be into it when she would like start to laugh at like funny scenes like there's hilarious humor when like the mom of the house is talking to like one of the family members and she's like you can't just you just can't trust anybody out there and they're like i know people are real parasites or like some <laughs> something and like the family like they get off by making these fucking super sarcastic pointed jokes and it's so fucking funny um they're like yeah you gotta watch out people are taking advantage of people left and right <laughs> she like these don't they just call them dumb rich people they just don't know um so they kick out the maid of the house and the family the family of the house goes on this trip so like it's a mom dad daughter and son again but the daughter and son are a little bit younger they go out on a camping trip and so the whole family like the staff of the house they just take over the house and they're like one of them's taking a bath the dad is like trying all the different whiskeys the son is like fucking playing watching video or watching tv playing video games the mom is eating whatever she wants like they're going crazy and then um they're all hanging out having a blast and they're like this is amazing. It's so good. And they're making jokes about how the son needs to keep up his relationship with the daughter so he can marry her. And then it could become like they'll secure that connection even more. Like they're talking about the long game. And then they hear a doorbell ring at like nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. And they're like, we're all together. What the fuck? And they're like, is it the family? So they start clearing shit up and they run to the 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 doorbell, which is a little camera. And it's the the previous maid, and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I let I was kicked out in such a hurry. I don't know why, because they they framed her and made her look hella bad. Um, I was kicked out in such a hurry. I left something in the basement. Please, it's so important that I go in and get it. And they're like, just let her in and let her do the thing, and then she'll be gone. We're back to normal. So, they." She's very pushy. The maid is seriously pushy, and she will not come back. She will, won't leave. And they're like, fine, whatever. It must be like medicine or something. So they open the door, and she runs to the basement. And you get into the basement, and there's this massive like bookshelf. And you see her in this weird position lined up, her feet against the wall, her hands pushing against the bookshelf, and she's trying to push it. And you're like, what the fuck? And she's like, please, please help me. Please help me push this. And But I, I forget who was investigating. I think it was the mom. She's looking at it, and she's like, why the fuck isn't this thing moving? What's happening? And she sees a like a silverware dish stuck underneath the bookshelf, and she pulls it out. And suddenly the bookshelf shoots across, and the maid smacks on the floor. <laughs> that, part, that, that part was pretty funny. Um, but what it unveils is a is a bunker and what the lady there they start she's like what the fuck is this what's happening and they start going down the bunker and she's it's a huge and she goes into how 
rich people all across South Korea have been preparing against North Korea, like preparing for a nuclear war. So rich people all across the country have these. But I was uh, the maid for the previous owner of this place, so I hid it intentionally when it switched hands. They kept the maid, but I hid this place to keep it. So the place was kept secret from them, so the owners of this house don't know. And the the person who created the house is dead, so no one but her and now the new mom knows this place exists. Oh, shit. So she starts fucking screaming someone's name and they get down there and her husband had been living down there and he'd been down there for like a fucking week without food and water and shit and he's like delirious laying on the couch and he's like i'm fine i'm fine everything's fine and the family's like oh my god what the hell is going on and uh it it was crazy because you start to connect all these dots like the family when they were firing the lady, firing the maid, they're like, it always drives me crazy how she eats for two and how she's always running, running away from us all the time. It's because she was fucking taking care of somebody. And like there's shit like this throughout the whole movie, like things you can refer back to. Wow. Um, it, bro, it takes crazy turns like that throughout the whole movie. And then, uh, so we get down to the basement, and I don't want to spend too, too long, and I don't want to get in the nitty-gritty because I do. I really want you guys to watch this. It was fucking mind-blowing. Wa- convince Val to watch it, and don't don't tell her anything. I'll watch it by myself. I don't care. Oh, my God. It was so crazy. So the families get in a fight. The, the family that's moved in is like, we're going to kick you the fuck out. You're going to ruin our thing. And then... But the family that had the the couple that had lived there filmed the family, and they're like, "We're gonna get all, we're gonna get you guys all arrested. Like you guys have infiltrated this house, and you're all a family. What the fuck?" So they had like security cameras at the house. No, so they when the 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 one of the the family members fell down the stairs when he was trying to like listen in on the conversation, and then the rest came to help him. So like. The, the lady pulled out her phone real fast and started filming it. So she got him. Ah, uh, okay. The old maid. And so they get into this big, big fight. And they... They kick the lady down, the old maid down the stairs of the bunker. And she fucking smashes her head against the cement. And she's barely alive. And she's... And they have her t- husband tied up, like, watching her die. Uh, he's just tied up in the basement because th- he's the only one they could secure. And then they kicked the mom down and then sealed off the bunker. Ooh. But the lady's like, remember, remember the name. Remember the name of the maid that did this to us. And he's screaming and it's crazy. And uh, you go upstairs and they're like, this is crazy. This was fucking insane. What's happening? What could go worse from here? And it's midnight. And then the the mom, the new maid, gets a call. And she's like, the camping trip was a bust. It's pouring outside. We'll be home in eight minutes. Can you prepare this dish? And they're like, oh, my God. (laughs) So she's, like, on her phone, like, Googling how to make this, this, like, comfort food, slamming together this dish in the family's fixing everything and hiding in like odd spots around the house like 
The brother hides under the daughter's bed. The sister hides under the living room table. The dad... Oh, the the dad's also under the living room table. And uh, they fucking... The family gets home. They prepare this dish. And the family's, like, scurrying around to try to avoid everybody in the house. And the basically the 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 rain's going crazy and the lights in the house are going crazy so the family's like very trepidatious about what's going on they're like what the fuck is happening why are the lights going crazy next morning i'm gonna skip all this stuff next morning the the family got out okay they had to do a bunch of really insane shit and a lot of and because they were hidden and hearing the family talk a lot of stuff they witnessed and heard a lot of crazy shit um which is like its own side thing. And then this because the camping trip was the son's birthday, canceled. They threw an impromptu birthday. And they get up and the son comes out and says something about the lights going off in the middle of the night. He's like, I'm a Boy Scout. And the lights said SOS from and isn't the breaker in the basement? And the guy Oh god. Who fucking saw his wife die, he was all strapped up. It does a clip to him smacking his head on the breaker, bleeding from his face, smacking his head on the breaker to do SOS on the lights. And you're like, oh, my God, they're fucked. And then they're like, oh, you're so cute, Timmy. Go back. Go back outside. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so bad. Um, and then, it, dude, bro, it just gets wild. And then the guy gets a knife escapes gets out and like a murder violent spree happens between him and the family and something really crazy happens and i don't want to tell you because i want your interpretation of it i have a i have a feeling what you'll say and i would agree with what i think you'll say but katie felt a different way about it it's one of those things where it's like they show two scenarios what happened the the end is someone narrating and they're like it shows what's happening and then it goes back to the person narrating and you're like wait did that happen or no dude that reminds me of broke back mountain mm. that scene i was talking about you do you remember me talking about this i remember that you watched that but i don't remember what there's happened in- a scene where basically one of the lead characters, uh, he's dead, and the guy's on the phone with his wife, and he's like, what happened? And she is explaining something that is different than what the screen is showing. And so it can be interpreted in one of two ways. The first is what she's saying is the truth, and what we're seeing is the listener's worst fear, and the other is the opposite. What we're hearing is a lie, and what we're seeing is the truth. Oh, that's and so, so cool. It's a very interesting moment in, like, oh, my God, like, what actually happened here? And that sounds very similar to this movie where there's a narration and then a conflicting visual. And it's like, are we seeing a lie and hearing the truth, or are we hearing a lie and seeing the truth it was like with it's yeah it's very similar to that what 
what this one was was someone saying someone writing in a journal saying this is what i'm going to do and then you see them in the future near or distant future doing this and fucking accomplishing this crazy mission that concludes everything finishing the massive ass heist and then after all is said and done it says it goes back to them narrating and it's and they say that's what i plan to do so you don't know if it's like in their head and not gonna happen or if they were showing that because it did happen now is this the only portion of the movie that's narrated or is there a narration throughout the whole thing no uh there's like the last maybe like 10 percent of the movies narrated okay and yeah that's it but 90 but 90 percent of it is not interesting um it was i'm really happy that this movie won all these awards because it was it was fucking crazy it had like the the same kind of i want to say like the same kind of feeling of like get out like it wasn't like get out at all but that feeling of like dr- like almost dread and like uncomfortability like you're fucked like <laughs> like when the, like when the family was in the middle of the shit with the couple that was hiding in the basement it was dark and like and it, like it and it was speaking to social issues it was talking about like the division of like the lower and middle class and how that gap's getting bigger and then i looked it up and their houses were physical expressions of those ideologies so their house was underground because they are lower class and these people the rich people lived so high in this amazing area that was all above ground and there was poor people who literally worked for them that lived in the basement underground so very very symbolic. very symbolic that's awesome dude um it was super fucking good and then i i looked into it and this guy this director i might be wrong hang on let me look this up the director made a bunch of i've i've only watched a few korean movies but all the ones i've watched he, this guy has made so i think he's just a fucking baller and i love his shit um let me pull him up. He's definitely worth mentioning here. All right. Cast. Can't do it. Director <laughs> Bong Bong Joon-ho. Okay. He's done The Host, Okja, Snowpiercer. Oh, that's so funny you say that because Snowpiercer came up when I searched international movies and I yeah. thought, that's weird. He's done quite a ton of shit um oak just one i i really that was a fucking weird movie but i really liked it snowpiercer was amazing um he has a bunch of cool shit and so like all the movies i've heard of are from this dude so i feel like he's very prominent um but it was it was pretty mind-blowing and i hope it kind of turned katie into watching these movies but i feel like they'll have to be pretty fucking good to get her on board I'm glad to hear you say it was so good, and I've we've talked about this on many episodes where movies that win a ton of awards, like, we're wary of because 
usually they're just like really slow dramas not to say that they're not good but like a lot of them that i've seen have just not been great and i'm like dude this is not what i want to consume not that it's not great but it's just not what i want to watch i just think like like, something really good i just think like who who cares about this does this reflect the opinion of the masses uh and a lot of these stupid ass movies don't they're like super fucking artsy and it's literally like someone smoking in their house for two hours talking about life and you're like oh my god this is supposed to be profound yeah exactly it's it's profound to a rich person who doesn't have these experiences you know what i mean like and the people who are grading it people who can't relate to us um so like of course that movie you're gonna fucking grade that movie mr ceo of ibm Who's literally on in the Oscars chair? Yep, you bring him up every time. <laughs> I fucking it pisses me off. It's ridiculous. Um, but like the fact that uh, Avengers, uh, Endgame, and Infinity War were like a global movement, and those didn't win some serious crazy awards. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird system that we you know? as a society use to grade movies. Like, um, I don't know a person who's not seen Endgame or Infinity War. Like, everybody fucking went to go see those movies. Not only that didn't see it, that didn't love it. And didn't, like, <laughs> get enthralled by the whole series of movies that led up to it. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. So, I don't know. But I think I, like, I want to make it an effort to, like, watch the Oscars and then go watch all the movies that the Oscars the oscars like suck off like i want to check all that shit out and and grade it you know yeah and see what it's really about and see like you know is this legit or is this some bullshit yeah so i think i'm gonna do that from now on i think you and i should do an episode do you think oscars are gonna fucking happen on schedule oh when do they normally happen september dude i don't know like they always just pop up, and I'm like, oh, the Oscars. Yeah, it, it always feels like it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like, oh, the Oscars are this Sunday. That's weird. Yeah, and I never know what time of year. But the last ones were Feb 9, 2020. What? February? Yeah. Oh, my God. Weird? I feel I like think five they're the... years ago. I know. <laughs> this is the longest decade, 2020, of my life. It's ridiculous. Oscars 2021. 20. Nope, not 2991. <laughs> All robot movies. <laughs> Weird. So they're already pushing that forward. It's going to be Sunday, April 25th, 2021. Jeez. Interesting um uh so sorry man sorry deviate uh yeah that was that was it i i've been pushed by my parents to watch that movie for days and i finally watched it fucking loved it it was crazy and that's all i got on it nice and, and i did not even come come close to covering like all the insane shit that happens uh that makes you like sit on the edge of your seat so definitely 
check it out. Well, if it makes you feel better, you made me want to watch it. Yeah. Because when our topic of international slash foreign language movies came up, the first thing that came to my mind was Parasite. Because it did so well, it won... I dude what four or six awards or something like that it won a ton of awards and i was like i mean a good for them that's amazing that they were able to do that uh but it also that number of awards made me not want to watch it just because of the precedent of award winning i'm like dude well if it won that many awards it means it's probably slow and bullshit um but if you really dug it and katie really dug it yeah you know it sounds like it's kind of worth watching and your synopsis just now made it sound definitely worth watching oh so cool man um oh and it was it was free on hulu to watch oh awesome yeah i really didn't want to pay for it i thought like it was kind of a gamble listening to like my parents when they watch it i'll i'll i hope they don't listen uh it's a gamble listening. Oh, I really hope they don't listen to this. Do my, it. My my I know I'll agree with whatever my dad watches, no matter what. We have the exact same taste. My mom so like me and my dad will match up on like a, a an eight out of an eight movie. Like an eight out of eight movie. Right. But my me and my mom, we go up to like ten out of ten movies. But the the caveat there is that she has movies that I'm utterly not down for, and she has series that I'm utterly not down for. So it's kind of a shot in the dark, and she'll shoot things at me that I'm really not going to be interested in, or I watch and I fucking hate it. Um, so it was, it was a just a touch of a gamble to watch Parasite, and I literally had no idea what it was about at all. I just knew it was like a, a class crap, clash, class clash. Um, but like... It made sense because, like, my mom couldn't tell me shit about it. Because, like, you need you need to just watch it and watch his fucking family do all this crazy shit. It's like a Korean Shameless. Yeah. The, yeah, in the beginning, yeah, for sure. It's wild. Um, It was crazy, bro. But, oh, fuck me, what do we do next? What are we doing next week? Oh, wow. What are we doing next week? Uh, Bro, what episode number was this? 94? Yeah. Wait, I can tell you. Pause. I I listen to our cast on Stitcher now, and they don't have the numbers of our cast on there. So it kind of fucks me up. This is 93. So close. I've been counting since number one. Um, dang. Okay, so on 94 audience, what should we do? And we'll open this up to anybody. What should our next cast be? We'll decide by end of day f- Saturday, but if anyone else has something. Yes. Or, or should we leave it till Sunday? Well, considering this is coming out next Tuesday, um, we're oh, already going to have recorded next, next week's by then. But from when this comes out, anybody listening right now can recommend things for episode 95. 
And we are counting down to episode 100, which I already have an idea for. You do? But it was that thing I mentioned. Um, Wait, what did you say again? I got to look. With... uh, Oh, big, big, yes. The big one that's very intimidating and scary and (laughs) might be broken up into a few parts. I literally don't know if I can do, but yes. I'm terrified, but I want to. (laughs) But I Uh, want it. But we need a guest. Anyways, so we're counting down. We're four to five episodes away. Five to six episodes? Whatever. This is 93. Anyways, if you want to recommend uh, something for episode 95, you can email us at aswspodcast at gmail.com. You can shoot us messages on any of our socials, which are Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all of which are ASWS podcast. Um, so you can do, you know, facebook.com slash ASWS podcast, um, ASWS podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you think, you know, recommendations, whatever, and uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, number 415-488-5031. 415-488-5031. Text us. We'll do whatever you want. Just text us. Just text us anything. Uh, Allie, do you still listen to this podcast? Um, I haven't checked on you in a while, but uh, we'll we'll watch what you want to watch. She has a lot of input. She has a lot of things she wants us to watch. But I'm only gonna accept formal feedback from now on. Yep, agreed. And she may or may not be the reason we don't use the air horn anymore. <laughs> she totally is. It's mainly because we're not together in person anymore. But it's right weird. it's weird to do an air horn alone in my in my office here i know it's not exciting one day we'll be back um so the the listeners don't give a shit about this but can we hang up to end recording and then hop back on so we can talk about other shit yes we can um i need Fuck, to use yeah. the restroom meet quickly but we will end and then jump on so i'm gonna give you the last word to our listeners Love you guys. Stay safe. See ya. Just uh, stay classy.